Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Pete Wright. I, I, made, a, I made a breakthrough. You it did is, with- it's a minor technological update that has had major impact on my life. Can I what? tell you what it is? Yeah. If there's one thing in my communication, I think we've talked about this before, it's my hate-hate relationship with voicemail. You familiar with this? I don't. I feel like in the last four years, I've brought it up somehow. I hate it. I hate it. I get behind on. I never check it. It's it is the single worst way to get get a hold of me. And after that's good to know. Well, right after years of having this relationship with voicemail, I changed my outgoing voicemail greeting yesterday. (laughs) And I said, "Hey, thanks for calling. You know, I I love that you called. Don't leave a message." Because I'm not checking them. And, you know, I was kinder than that. But it was it was like, here's you could text the same number that you just called. You could. And it my life has been dramatically improved just in the last 24 hours. I get I've gotten the funniest emails and texts from people who have said, oh, my God, finally, you have woken up to the fact that you are terrible with voicemail. That is awesome. It is so awesome. I wish I could turn it off. That is the one channel of of reaching into me that I wish I could just turn off. And it's really hard to do. You have to call AT&T. You have to change the service. It's hard to do. Well, but you know what, Pete? I think you're doing a pretty good job turning it off. And I do that in quotes. When you tell people, don't leave a message. Yeah. Please don't leave a message. It's not a good, right. you know, I actually say, you can go ahead and leave a message. Just know that I'm not going to hear it. And and yeah. then, this is what I, on my phone, I removed the phone from my home screen. On think, your home screen? Think about that. What are you talking about? You know, on, on, on my phone. Computer? So I'm, I use an iPhone and, I, you know, there's the phone app, oh, the, the phone, little green the phone. Little, oh, yeah. oh, you that's, removed that. That's I not even, you, you just move, it's like any other app. You just hold down and drag it onto the another screen. But I realized I, when I call people, if I need to call them, I always use voice dialing, right? Mm-hmm. So but you don't even use it. I don't even use the phone. And so I got rid of it and I'm, I, it's like, I feel a thousand pounds lighter. I feel, and that's the whole reason I'm telling you this is because today we are talking about creating positive energy in your life. And you did that. Nikki, it is a brave new world. (laughs) 
I love it so much. So before we dig into the the, the nuts and bolts, uh, you should head over to TakeControlADHD.com. Get to know the show a little bit better. You can listen right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list. We would love it if you'd subscribe to the mailing list. And uh, you'll get an email with the latest episode each week. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD. And call us, as always, 503-664-4ADD. And that doesn't go to my phone. No, it does not. <laughs> it comes to me. <laughs> I check them. <laughs> right. uh, uh, we would love to hear from you, and uh, and that uh, that I do mean uh, seriously. Please, just just yes. not on my personal phone. So, anyhow, Nikki, why are we talking about positive energy in your life today? Well, you know, I I thought about this, and I thought, what a great follow up from our show last week when we um, interviewed Dr. Kirsten Milliken. Was with- she a hoot? Yes, I love her. Have and you dyed I love your her hair? Energy. What's that? Have you dyed your hair? No. You're not gonna go pink, flamingo. No, no. my daughter was... would, but I wouldn't. No. Oh shit! No. That, that's okay. That Kirsten Milliken, she's she's a, she's a gem. She is, and I love her energy, and I love her book, and I highly recommend people checking that out. April first, I believe she said, right? Yeah, April first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's one of those. Yeah. Do you have a list of your best friends that have never met you yet? Do you know what I'm talking about? I never even thought of that. Oh, totally. It's like your aspirational friends. They're like people who are, you know, they may be movie stars. They may be, you know, whatever, thinkers in your field, authors, whatever. They're people when you, when you see them, you're like, wow, we would totally get along. I know that that person would really dig me. I didn't even Uh, know that Kirsten Milliken was on my list because I had, I had not heard. She totally is. And now that we've done a podcast together, I feel like, you know, I could check that one off the bucket list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I could, I could sense that. I knew you had a, that you liked her. Oh, we're, yeah. yeah we're, and now we're tight. Now we're, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, well, you were I saying. I definitely love the message that she's bringing. And so I thought a great follow up would be how to create positive energy. Obviously, read her book would be one way to do that. Um, but have you noticed like how much energy is just contagious? Oh, yes. Oh, goodness. It's in, it, it, almost every morning in my house. Do you know what I mean? Either a good day or a bad day. Oh yeah, no, it's it's one of those things. It's like it depends, and you know what? You can, I can actually pinpoint who is responsible for setting the tone if it goes unchecked for the entire house on a given day. I can trace it back to a specific moment every day. Yeah. Do you have one person that tends to be one way, like it, you know, and the other person tends to be like another way, or does everybody kind of change roles as far as if they're happy or sad or mad or? It, you know, it tends to be seasonal. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah. it's it's my kid. I blame my kids uh, because it all depends on how well they get out of bed in the morning. Right. 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 And and when it's still dark out, because you know, up here, up in the hinterlands, it's dark late. Yeah. And and uh, generally, in the deepest of winter, uh, my daughter wakes up really grumpy, mm-hmm. and that sets the tone for the whole thing. But once the sun starts coming out, then it's my son. And he refuses to get out of bed, even when the sun is out. Uh, but uh, And so we're in the middle of that transition between who is grumpy and who's not. And so it, every morning, it is that conscious effort on behalf of myself and my wife to create and cultivate some positivity around what is otherwise a temperature-setting event. Right. Oh, an emotional so much temperature is, right. setting event. Yeah. Well, and in our house, we're very divided. We are we are a divided household. <laughs> oh, blue <laughs> because, and gray. I sense yeah. a, I sense a soap opera. Well, it's just very clear that my daughter is like my husband, and I am like, and my son is like me. Okay. So, so what does that mean? It means that my husband and my daughter are probably the two most positive people I've ever met in my life. 
I would agree um, with that. Yes. And they wake up happy and they sing in the morning and they want to talk in the morning. <laughs> and they're just like, you know, two peas in a pod. They will be out in the kitchen. Just yep, 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 yep. My son and I, uh-uh. Like, I like silence. <laughs> like, you don't have to sing. It really is okay if you don't. <laughs> you know? Uh, I'll, I'll say to my, you know, my son is 13. Good morning. Eh. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a nod, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's just really interesting because we are definitely divided um, in that regard. But it, it does set the temperature, you know, of, or tone of the day, I guess. And so it's contagious. There's no doubt about it. Now, both my son and I, <clears throat> to say that we do get out of it, we don't stay that way. This is like first thing in the morning. <laughs> we, we, we are generally pretty positive. Okay. But both my son and I live with anxiety too. And my, my son, or I'm sorry, my daughter and my uh, husband don't, they don't know exactly how that feels. And so when you do live with anxiety, it is a lot harder to stay positive, right? Yes. That's what anxiety is. And you worry, you worry about everything. Right. Um, so it, it is definitely harder. But so when I actually uh, was thinking about this, this podcast, I thought, well, what is it that I do to create more positive energy in my life? Because I want to be a positive person. I don't want to, you know, I fight, we've talked about this with anxiety, trying to manage anxiety and, and all of that. And so I have five different ways that, um, I, things that I work on, I don't do them all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these are five different ways that I try to, to create more energy in my life. And I talk to my clients about, and I talk to other people about, had a conversation with my husband this morning about how he does stay so positive because I thought, well, gosh, I'm going to go straight to the source. Does he, and I, does he do these five things? He does these five things and he does some other things that I'm actually going to write about in a blog post. That's going to be, um, it will be published this week. Can I can I so, ask something? Can I ask yeah. something personal? Yeah. Can I ask something personal about your husband who's not here to answer? Right. Yeah. So you have spoken before about um, your husband's um, relationship with MS. Yes. A relationship with it. Yeah. <laughs> right. He he has MS, and and he has for for some time. Has he always been positive? Uh, just naturally, uh, or, or has it been, is there some relationship with how he has come to terms with, with what he lives with every day? Uh, no, he's always been very positive, always been a positive light. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since the day I met him, he's, you know, very good sense of humor, funny. Um, uh, you know, I think that, uh, the diagnosis of MS certainly, um, put a different, perspective on things as anybody that's living with a chronic illness or and anybody that's with ADHD, right? I mean, it kind of all goes the same. Exactly. When you have something that isn't quite, I don't know how to explain it. It, you know, you have to live with it. You have to yeah. manage it somehow, but you still want to live a, a healthy, well, <laughs> I wouldn't say healthy, what am I trying you, to say? Well, you know what? I think um, that, that's actually why I asked the I asked the question. And I think it's kind of an important one because, you know, it, it whatever you're living with, I think your husband is, I, I mean, and, and I've said it before, he is a role model to me in so many ways. And and this that. is this is one of them uh, because of uh, of the way that it, it's so easy to find yourself slipping into sort of the gallows uh, lifestyle where, it, you know, um, the only way you can be funny or happy is by really 
really being self-deprecating uh, and and just kind of looking negatively at the experience that you're having in the world. And and he's I, I've never known him to be somebody who's fallen into that. And I think the same thing can be said for ADHD, particularly when you're you're feeling like you just can't integrate with the world and you're feeling at your very lowest because that energy is self-fulfilling. And and I think the you know I I think it's important to just kind of recognize that that we all are are struggling with conditions, whatever it is, whether it's ADHD or, uh, you know, or, or MS or, or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it, it is our choice to, to kind of figure out how we're going to relate back to the world. Uh, well, and that's actually, I mean, you lead into the first, uh, kind of strategy or idea that I have, excuse me, it's not even a strategy. I'm not doing real well with my words today, Pete. You're gonna Your words, you know, out. all the great words. <laughs> <laughs> ah, uh, but I, I think it is a choice, and that is one of the things that when I talk to my husband about this, and I'll talk again about the or about this in the blog post, is it is about perception and how you perceive what's happening to you. And he'll be the first one to say that you know you either look at the glass half half empty or you look at it half full, and you know it probably does help that he's always had this positive gene, right? He's right. always been very positive. Um, so when this happened to him. Um, it, you know, I mean, it's life changing. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you go through highs and lows and, yeah. and it's, it's a, it's a devastating disease. Um, and, uh, I don't wish it upon anybody. Um, but it is our reality. It's his reality. So now that, that this is who he is. And I remember his doctors always saying, you have to figure out who you're, what is your new normal? Because your old normal isn't it doesn't yeah, exist. It's anymore. not going to cut it anymore. Yeah. Right? It's not there anymore. And so you, you do figure that out and it's, it becomes a choice of, okay, it's a new normal, but, um, that doesn't mean that it's a bad way of, of living, you know? And so it's, uh, I think it's, it's choosing to have positive energy in your life. And, um, to me, that's really empowering because for, for someone like me who lives with anxiety, you know, if I can sit sit down and really identify, okay, what is it that I'm worried about right now? Why do I have this pit in my stomach? What do I have control over? And if I can even just kind of mentally have a conversation with myself that I'm going to choose to be happy today. I'm going to choose not to think about this. I'm going to mm-hmm. choose not to worry about this. That's really empowering. Truly. You know, yeah. uh, because you can't control what happens to us, but we we certainly can control um, how we respond. And, um, you know, I think that sometimes when you're hit with things like maybe you had a really bad day and you feel like your ADHD just really sucks yeah, <laughs> and it got in the way, um, it, it's hard to be positive in those moments. And, and I think that there's a time and place for you to probably, it's okay to feel bad, but then you have to kind of take a step back and shift your perspective of, okay, but what am I going to do about it now? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what do I need to do, you know, to, to, to make myself feel better? It sometimes helps me to be really metaphysical, you know, sometimes it helps me to, well, it is, you know, and and it's, it's this, it is so easy for me when I'm at my worst to sit down and think that, and, and find myself sitting under the weight of the past 
right? right? And under the weight of the future I have yet to experience. But if I stop and say, I am only existing right now at this moment in time, everything that is past is gone. I can't go change it. I can't fix it. I can't do anything about it. All I can do is sit and experience right now today, right now, this second on this couch. That sometimes helps me find the energy, the motivation to climb out of the funk to, to as you say, to make that choice to to make the next minute a little bit more positive than the last. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's healthier for your self-esteem and confidence and, um, you know, not being, being able to kind of get yourself out of it yeah. and move forward, yeah. you know, I think is, is really good. Um, you know, the other thing that I have learned and I think is really important is really being selective of what kind of energy you bring into your life. And so, um, what I mean by that, and I think we've talked about this before, um, you know, I don't watch the news very often anymore because it is so depressing. Yeah. And, uh, and all the things with the political, you know, yeah, world right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just so depressing to me. I have, I, I just don't want to be around it. So I don't, I don't watch the news. And I typically, when I make dinner, I typically have the TV on and I used to always have the news on. And now I've like, I, I don't watch TV. I'll either listen to music or I'll listen to a podcast mm -hmm. or I'll watch like an old sitcom, you know, like a friends or something that I know is going to make me laugh. Yeah, right. Um, but I really, you know, specifically or I'm very intentional about what I put in. Um, and it's the same thing with like reading, reading books. I know that there's people that, uh, feel guilty if they don't finish a book, but I'm like, Hey, if you don't like it, yeah. don't finish it. <laughs> Jump off that train. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's really, um, looking for things that, that inspire you. And I think that's really important when you are feeling anxious or feeling kind of blue or negative about your day, mm -hmm. then it's really important that you're more intentional about what you're bringing into your uh, mindset. Right. Um, and he, you know, I, Brad, my husband said the same thing. He, he really, um, pays attention to the people that, uh, that lift him up. And those are the people that he tends to want to be around more, you know, or yeah. the people that are very positive and, and, um, are uplifting and yeah. that's important. Yeah. So this next, um, idea to create more positive energy in your life may surprise you a little bit because you don't hear a lot about this, um, is, is not to gossip. I like this one. Yeah. It's like really interesting. Yeah. Right. Um, because there really isn't anything positive about gossiping. Yeah. And I recently watched a video from Brene Brown and she was kind of talking about trust when she was talking about gossip, but she was saying, you know, you really can't trust someone who is gossiping about somebody else because they probably are going to be gossiping about you too. Yeah. And I, I just thought, wow, that's so true. And I think, I don't know about, I don't know about men cause I'm not a man, but <laughs> <laughs> I know as a woman, it's really easy to get, you know, to fall into that trap. And it's not that you're being mean, you know, or you're talking bad about people, but it's really easy to get together with a group of girlfriends or a group of moms in the parking lot and talk about, you know, did you hear about this or did you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you're not, you're not alone. And, and men like to say, oh, men don't gossip. Men don't think that deeply, <laughs> deeply yeah. enough, but, but it's really, it, it, it's anybody can fall into this trap. This does not necessarily fall on, on gender lines. This right. is something that is all about how you're wired to, again, to relate to the world, I think. And uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
And, and, and you're right. And I do fall into that trap. I have in the past and I try to, you know, it's again, I think when I'm, when I'm at my most centered, I realize that what I'm, what I am largely wanting to gossip about is the stuff that I'm trying to integrate into my understanding of whatever this person is trying, is going through, right? Whether it's a divorce or an affair or whatever, it's usually because, oh my gosh, I, I have to figure out how to relate to this and I need to talk about it out loud. And, and sometimes it's not malicious, but it almost always appears malicious. Well, and, and, and sometimes you just wouldn't, you don't feel bad or you yeah. do feel bad. You right. feel, you feel bad about having that conversation. And so I think that when you're in a situation where the conversation is starting to lead that way, you know, one of the, the ways to create positive energy in your life is to just, you know, avoid the conversation altogether, yeah. Yeah. change the subject, um, get out of the situation. You know, if you're at a party, leave that circle of, of, or that group of people and go somewhere else or whatever. I think you're going to feel better. Yeah. And sometimes gossip comes out of a social anxiety too. So if you're dealing with anxiety, I know I feel like this when I met, when I'm feeling most anxious in social situations, because I'm not very good. I don't think at social situations, like going to parties and things. I know I'm not good at it. I don't really like it because I'm, I'm uncomfortable with it. And sometimes gossipy stuff is low hanging fruit to get a conversation started. Right. Oh, Hey, did you hear about so-and-so? And, you know, mainly the exercise around dealing with social anxiety is practicing coming up with topics of conversation that don't involve other people in your social group. Exactly. Right. Unless you're celebrating them, you know, right. Right. That's a, that's a great way to build more energy. It's like, oh my gosh, did you hear this? Somebody just got something published or won an award or started a new podcast about ADHD and they're really smart (laughs) and funny. And awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So speaking of podcasts, remember when we did that wonderful interview with Casey about mindfulness? Oh, Casey. Yes. Yes, yes I do. Another yes. delightful individual. Yes, for sure. Uh, and that is definitely, I think mindfulness is a great practice to create more positive energy in your life. Um, especially if you're starting to feel kind of anxious, just to take a moment to stop and breathe. And just that simple exercise of five deep breaths. I, I don't know what it is. There's got to be something there, but it just immediately makes you feel more calm mm-hmm. and more positive. Cause when you're more calm, you're more positive. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. totally. <laughs> um, and it's just a really great way, I think too, of remembering that, you know, the only thing you really have control over is the present moment. And that just takes you back into that. So great way to create positive energy in your life. This last tip I have, um, I just love I, intentional kindness. Who doesn't love intentional kindness? Mm. You know, and I think that 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 just brings so much positive energy in your life when you make a point to smile at a stranger or to hold the door open for someone, uh, helping somebody that looks like they may need some help. You know, you know, you know what you do today? Look at you. Go to Facebook. I know you're on Facebook. Go to Facebook and anybody where it says, uh, hey, so and so is having a birthday today. Don't post on their timeline. Call them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It'll change your day. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, and I would encourage people to do this all the time, right? Intentional kindness Mm -hmm. throughout your life and day and and really make a point to do it. If you're a parent, I really suggest that you do it in front of your kids. And I know that seems like really intentional. Like, am I trying to get something? Hanging a flag on it a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. or like you're trying to get something out of just being kind. I mean, I I know that seems kind of strange, but there is something about 
that, that I think, I mean, cause they're looking at you as a role model and I'll just give you a quick example. We were at the grocery store and I was with my daughter and there was a lady who was in a, um, one of those scooter type of things. And she was at the frozen foods section and I could tell that she was having some trouble getting the food that she needed. And, um, her chair kept getting kind of in the way of the door. And so I stopped and I said, can I help you? And I opened the door for her. And at first she said, Oh no, I'm okay. And then something fell. And she's like, Oh, I guess I need some help. <laughs> I'm not okay anymore. <laughs> yeah. And she kind of made a joke out of it and I helped her and my daughter was with me and she's like, well, mama, that was really nice of you to do that. Oh. And I certainly did not do that just because my daughter was with me. I did it just to do it. But I thought it was also very sweet that, she noticed because when they notice things like that, they'll do that. And what are we doing? We're spreading kindness that way. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I like that intentional kindness. I have another story to share with you. Oh, okay. Let's do it. This is a long podcast. (laughs) We have a lot to talk about. I know. Creative energy. So, um, this podcast, this outline, these ideas that I'm giving you, um, were actually originally a blog post. And when I wrote it out, I was inspired by a few different people in my life. And one of those people actually happened to be, happens to be my editor who edits the blog posts and the the newsletters for me. Mm -hmm. And she obviously edited this blog post before I decided it to be a podcast. And she wrote back to me and I want to share with what she said. So this is what she had to say. Your blogs are many times divinely pertinent in my life. It's so funny because I try to practice all these ideas and lately I feel like when I'm kind, I get burned. Our yoga teacher teacher last week read a quote from a TED talk about allowing ourselves to be vulnerable in order to feel more love. Basically reinforcing if we continue to stay positive and open, we will feel even more love. I noticed that in those negative experiences with people, my true friends came out and supported me. So my reply back to her, because she does not know that she was one of the people that inspired me to to write about this. I said to her, it's ironic because when I'm writing this, you popped into my mind several times. You are definitely one of the most positive people I know. I specifically remember us having dinner last year, and I don't remember the details of the conversation, but I do remember you were not quick to judge. You were willing to explore the other perspective first, and it left quite the impression on me. So I hope you know that your positive energy does spread. Oh, that's really sweet. Well, and it was just a really, you know... it's just interesting. I wanted to share yeah. this because I think that, you know, it's true. The world is not always kind and it's not fair all the time. Um, and when going back to my own personal experience with my husband's MS, I mean, it's not fair that he has to deal with this. Um, it's not fair that you have to deal with ADHD. I mean, it, it just isn't. But I hope that these things don't stop people from continuing to be kind and gracious and spread that positive energy. Because when they do, it it does leave an impression on people and they probably don't even know what's happening. You know, you may never get the response back that, Hey, you did this and it made, it made a difference on how I see things. 
Um, because it really does. I mean, it's just, it's just as contagious as negative energy. And so I'm, you know, my challenge for everybody listening is that, you know, do something intentional today. Just like Pete said, if you have a birthday, call that person instead of just doing the post on Facebook, do something a little extra. Um, because man, I mean, wouldn't you rather spread the positive love, the positive light, the positive energy, than that negative icky stuff. Yeah, stay away from the <laughs> icky stuff. You know, it's it, right. and 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 it, it's sort of it's it's really healthily kind of insidious. You know, like when when you look at I don't know trees. Uh, what do they say? In winter, trees are growing just as fast. They're just growing their roots down instead of their leaves out, right? I mean, it's you are when you are being kind, when you are when you are not gossiping, when you're selecting to encourage, you know, positive things. You might get burned a couple of times because the world is funny that way, but generally. Um, you are you are emanating a positive energy into the world, and that's that's a that's better. Be be good to yourself, and and in such you'll be good to the world. So I love it. This is great. Um, there you go. I I think this is a great long or not. This is a great conversation. Thank you so <laughs> much, right. Nikki Kinzer. This is wonderful. Do we have any other news for the people? No. Good. All right. <laughs> no, I think not that's right it. now. I think That's we're it. good. So check out the show notes uh, for this particular episode. Once again, Take Control ADHD. I think this is, wow, 245. Episode 245. Check that out. That's uh, we're almost on 250. Woo! Woo! Anyway, 245 on the website. Head over there. You'll find all the show notes, links to past podcasts that we mentioned on the show. And uh, you can subscribe once again on iTunes. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. Mm-hmm.